0: Should you rebrand a podcast or launch a new show? Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 268. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. There are times when you may want to change directions in your podcast, and a big question that you may have if you're considering changing directions is should you rebrand the existing podcast you have And keep your audience or carry over that audience automatically. Or should you launch a new podcast and start over from nothing? Well, you don't really have nothing. You do have something, but you get the picture that you're starting out with zero subscribers, zero ranking, zero ratings, zero reviews. You're starting from zero. You can leverage certain things to quickly jump above zero, but essentially you're starting from nothing. I've seen this question before and recently Kayla Williams, host of the marketing and inspiration for yoga slash wellness professionals podcast, asked me this question on Twitter. So I thought it would be a good time to bring this up because I know many other podcasters will probably face this at some point if they haven't already faced it. Here are my recommendations on when you should rebrand versus when you should launch a new podcast. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes for this episode, number 268, then go to the slash rebrand. First, don't feel bad for changing directions. It's totally acceptable if you realize that you're pursuing something that doesn't connect with you anymore and you want to pursue something else, something better, something different. You have a new passion in a new field, or the times are changing, and you need to change along with those times. I do think it's unwise to chase every little passion or every little whim that you might get and suddenly decide after one episode that, oh, I'm not successful with this podcast. I'm not making millions of dollars. I'm not getting thousands of downloads. I wasn't featured in New and Noteworthy. I'm going to stop doing this one podcast and do this other one, launch a new show, because maybe that one will get featured. That, I think, is a very unwise chasing of whims. It, It makes me think of a little boy chasing a butterfly, or a little girl chasing a butterfly. And that's kind of what you're doing if you're just going after every single little whim You're not really putting your best effort into your choice that you first made, and you're not holding yourself to a kind of commitment that you make with yourself as well as with your audience to press through during those hard times with your podcast. And when you press through the hard times, whether it be with your podcast or anything else in life, you will be much stronger for it. And even if you decide to still end whatever that thing was that was giving you a hard time, You will be more convinced, you will be more prepared, and you will be more confident in your decision to end that thing. Because you did give it your best, you pushed through, and you realize it's still not working, so it is time to move on. So I'm not suggesting that after one episode, you rebrand your podcast, and then after two episodes, you rebrand it again, or or that because you weren't happy with your initial launch, you decide to take it off iTunes and then relaunch it in hopes of the mythical unicorn magic of iTunes new and noteworthy. Please don't go chasing after those butterflies make a choice, commit fully to that, press on through the hard times, try to improve. But if at some point you realize this really isn't the right choice, uh, if you're not in some kind of covenant, that is, if you realize it's not the right choice, then maybe it would be time to change directions. Or in the process of pursuing one direction, you may discover another direction That actually fits you much better something that you're much more passionate about something that you hadn't even thought of before and it's okay to change directions but make sure you give that first choice the full attention it deserves try to follow through with that commitment so for this discussion let's assume that you know changing directions is the right thing for you to do now how do you do that Start with consider what is truly changing. Rebrand, relaunch, many other business and marketing terms like this can often lose their meaning to us. So you need to critically evaluate what it is you want to change, as I do believe this should guide your decision in rebranding versus launching a new show. For example, here are some questions you could ask yourself. Am I changing what I want to talk about? Am I changing how I describe my show? Am I changing my perspective on the same topic? Am I changing the audio or visual identity of my show? Am I changing which people I want to reach? These questions are a starting point for you to really evaluate what is it you actually want to change because rebrand is really a big thing, and we throw that term around a whole lot. Some people will say they're rebranding their show. When what they really mean is they're dumping their old show, they're starting a new show, but they're keeping the same RSS feed. It's a completely different show intended for a completely different audience, but they're calling it a rebrand. That's not what a rebrand is. That's not even what some people might call a relaunch. That's launching something new while claiming it's still the same old thing. Or It gets really messy, and I'll dig more into that in a little bit. But do consider these questions... To consider what is it you actually want to change. You may want to change your content. You may want to change your approach to the same content you've been sharing. You may want to change your marketing or how you're positioning the same content that you're sharing. You may want to change something more superficial like the, the podcast cover art or maybe the title of your show. Maybe you want to reach a completely different audience with the same content, or maybe completely different content, but it's an audience that for some reason you really want to reach that particular audience. So you're changing to reach that audience. Consider what is truly changing because that will affect and I think should guide your decision for whether you will rebrand your existing podcast. Or launch a new podcast with a new audience. So, now let's consider rebranding. I recommend that you rebrand your existing podcast for the same topic and the same audience. When you want to change something about your podcast, but it doesn't change the core message of your podcast, that's when you should consider a rebrand. Look at soda or pop or soft drinks or coke, if you use that trademark as a generic term, whatever you call it in your region. Look at these things. I call them soda. I grew up in Southern California, so I call it soda, and everyone around me calls it pop. But look at Pepsi, for example. Pepsi recently did a visual rebrand. They adjusted their logo, and certainly there were lots of parodies and lots of jokes about their logo and lots of criticism, and a lot of companies will get a lot of criticism whenever they do any kind of visual rebrand. But in Pepsi's case, they didn't change their soda. The logo on the outside didn't change the contents inside the bottle or can. Sometimes they may slightly tweak their recipe, but they're trying to make it essentially the same soda. Maybe tweak the sugar content or the caffeine content or the calorie content or or slightly enhance the flavor, whatever reasons it may be. But they are doing that tweak, targeting the same consumer generally. Or whatever kind of rebranding they may be doing, they're simply repackaging the exact same core stuff and they might be repackaging it for whatever marketing reasons they have. Usually repackaging, rebranding is to modernize themselves or maybe even to reach a new audience. But remember, it's with the same product. So Pepsi might be wanting to appeal to an older audience or maybe appeal to a younger audience, but it's the same Pepsi. They may have a commercial that targets senior citizens, which I I wonder what that would look like. Or maybe they have a commercial targeting children. I I don't know. And you can debate the ethics of that all you want. But they're targeting different audiences with the same core thing, their product. With your podcast, you might be doing that same thing where maybe you tweak it here and there a little bit, but you're not changing the core recipe. Maybe you are rebranding it, repackaging the content to reach a new audience, but it, that core content itself isn't actually changing. That's when a rebrand might be what you want to go after, instead of relaunching a podcast. Think about why did your audience choose your show in the first place? What attracted them to your podcast, especially your podcast over someone else's podcast? You may want to survey them to find out why did you choose to listen to my podcast or what do you like most about my podcast. But you can also look at how did you market your podcast? What kinds of promises did you make about your podcast? What kinds of expectations did you give your audience for the kind of podcast that you would create? Those things are most likely connected to why someone chose to subscribe to your podcast. For example, the Audacity to Podcast has always been first, a podcast about podcasting. Yes, in the very beginning, I talked about Audacity a lot and the name of the podcast was very intentional for that double meaning as well as for search engine optimization. And because at that time, I was a big fan of Audacity and I felt no one else was talking about Audacity. So I wanted to relate these podcasting principles back to Audacity and talk about how to do these things in Audacity But it was never intended to be a podcast about Audacity, which in the very beginning, I wasn't so clear on that branding and on that targeting. And since I launched the Audacity podcast in 2010, every episode has been focused on some aspect of podcasting. I'll talk about tools, resources, how-tos, philosophies, encouragement, and more. This isn't limited to only the technology Of podcasting. There's so much more to talk about podcasting than simply the technology. And I've talked about many of these other things and will continue to talk about many of these other aspects of podcasting. Not only the tech, the RSS feeds, the microphones, the mixers, and that kind of stuff, but the thinking, giving you the guts that has always been key to the branding of the Audacity to Podcast, as well as teaching you the tools. My visual branding and marketing have changed over the years. You may remember back in the early days, I talked about the pod of podcasting. And now I kind of groan inwardly when I think about that because it was too quaint, I think. But pod stood for passion, organization, and dialogue. It was kind of a a bad idea of mine back then. But that's matured, and I've changed that since then. And my visual branding and my marketing for my podcast will continue to change in the future. I'm in the process right now of visually rebranding the Audacity to Podcast on the website, in the podcast cover art, as well as some of the other marketing pieces, and redesign the website in a way that better meets your needs. I sent a survey out to my email subscribers and got back some fantastic feedback that will help drive that redesign and the rebranding of the podcast. But in all of these years, the core message is the same. And it's intended for the same audience, those who want to launch or improve their own podcasts. They need the guts and they need the tools. And that's what I want to provide with the Audacity to Podcast. That hasn't changed in the last several years and it won't change in the years to come. So if the changes you want to make aren't changing your core topic, the reasons people subscribe, or the promises you've made with your podcast and the promises you've made to your audience— then I think you should consider a rebrand. And when you rebrand, you might change the visual design, you might change the audio branding, you might change your co-hosts or maybe even you step out of the podcast and let someone else take over. You might change the domain. You might even change the title of the podcast. But the core of your podcast, the content, the message that you share and the reason you want people to listen to that podcast, that core remains the same. But the other things are merely rebrands. If you're going to do a rebrand, I suggest that you warn your audience, especially about significant rebrands, such as radically redesigning your podcast cover art, your website, something like that, changing your audio branding so that they don't think when they hear the music start that they're listening to someone else's podcast instead of your podcast. And especially if you're going to change your show name or your domain on your website, then let your audience know ahead of time. This can help prevent confusion especially if you change the name or the cover art, something like that significantly, so that it looks drastically different from your old version, people might be a little confused. They might look at, at their podcast players and see that previously they were listening to the Audacity to podcast. Now they're listening to the Giving You the Guts, Teaching You the Tools podcast. Okay, what is that? Why am I subscribed to that? I have done certain things like that before with a podcast feed that I acquired, and I tried to be as careful with that transition as I could be and to welcome those who are coming over from that other podcast and to explain why they were getting this new episode. So I couldn't really warn them ahead of time because I didn't have that kind of access. I I guess I could have actually. Looking back at it, there are some ways that I could have warned them. But in that case, I didn't necessarily have that tool available to me to be able to warn them. Now, as the website is going under process to be redesigned right now for the audacity to podcast and the cover art will be changing. I've been mentioning that over the last couple episodes, so you know it's coming. But when it comes, it will still look very similar to the old one. So it won't be such a radical redesign that you'll be confused. Nonetheless, if you are going to have something that's radically different, some kind of significant rebrand with your podcast, warn your audience ahead of time. And Not only does that help prevent confusion like I've been talking about, but it could also get your audience excited about that upcoming change and looking forward to it. And then that way, when you make that change, you can tell everyone that new branding, that new title, that new website that I've been telling you is coming, it's now available. So go check it out. And that could ignite a new passion for your podcast that could help people find old content even better. There are all kinds of great benefits that can come from that it's kind of like doing a launch. You are, in a sense, relaunching your podcast, but not like starting a new RSS feed or doing a new grand opening or something like that. You are renovating it and then welcoming people to check out the new renovation and jump on board and see what's new and see what they think of it. When you're doing any kind of rebrand that involves changing your locations of some sort on the internet, then make sure that you point your old locations to to the new one. This could be if you're changing your domains, your social accounts, or any other kind of online address or presence. Try to redirect the old location to the new one. This will help people transition better as well as ensure that no one gets left behind. For example, put a permanent 301 redirect on your old website address. So if I switched from theaudacity to podcast.com, to the most amazing podcast about podcasting ever hosted by Daniel J. Lewis.com, then I would put a 301 redirect to point any request for that old domain to the new domain. It would also need to account for subdomains as well as subfolders. So if someone entered the Audacity to Podcast.com slash contact, it would take them to that new domain slash contact. You need to ensure those kinds of redirects are in place for those pages as well as place a permanent 301 redirect on your old rss feed that is if the website redirect or whatever other tool you're using to create your rss feed doesn't already cover that or it's not being changed anyway like if you use feed burner to create your rss feed then you don't have to redirect because you could just change the original feed. Or if you're using Libsyn to create your RSS feed you don't have to change your Libsyn slug because no one really cares that much about the actual URL of your RSS feed. What does matter is that it's something you can control and that you can transfer away from if you ever need to and Libsyn does give you that ability, PowerPress gives you that ability, but you need to ensure that you carry over all of those subscribers unless you don't have to worry about that anyway due to what kind of rebranding you're doing or it's captured by some other redirect you're putting in place. If you're changing your social accounts like your Twitter or something, then recreate that old account and point people who go to that old account to the new account as well as monitor any old email addresses or any of those old social accounts for people who haven't switched over yet. Like if you change your Twitter ID right now There will still be people who will tweet you at your old account and they won't know that you've switched accounts. So you need to still monitor that old one. And each time someone tweets you to that old account or mentions you or something like that, send them a little message, respond to them, and then let them know hey, by the way, I've changed accounts. So please follow me over here or this is my new account. And try to do that when it makes more sense to do the switch. I desperately want to move away from being the ramen noodle on Twitter. But the other accounts I want are taken and they are dormant and have been dormant for years. But Twitter shows no signs of letting those old accounts go. So if you know someone at Twitter who can help release those dormant accounts that have been dormant for years and a couple of them have never even been tweeted from, please put me in contact with that person so I can try and change that branding for me. But monitor that stuff so that you still get those conversations and so you can still engage and help point people to your new locations. So these are some things to think about for when you rebrand your show and whether you should rebrand your show. That is, rebrand your existing podcast for the same topic and same audience and think about why did your audience choose your show, warn about significant rebrands that you have coming up and point old locations to the new one. So maybe you've decided though, you do want to change your content. You want to reach a different audience. Then it might be time to launch a new show. This is when you want to do something radically different from what you were doing before. You want to talk about something completely different. You want to reach a completely different audience. Or you want to do some kind of spin-off and give yourself a completely focused podcast on a topic that you'd been just touching on in your other podcast episodes. Let me reuse the soda example. If Pepsi wants to add vanilla to their core product, first of all, brilliant idea, They're creating a different product that will then appeal to different people. Thus, Pepsi Vanilla was born and long live vanilla flavored sodas. You bring me a vanilla flavored soda and we'll probably be very, very good friends for life. And I will probably never forget you because I love vanilla flavored sodas. In general, I like vanilla flavored things, except for actual vanilla, like vanilla ice cream. That's an aside though, but Pepsi vanilla was a completely different product. Yes, it was based on that core idea of Pepsi, but if they switched from Pepsi to Pepsi vanilla, then they would lose a lot of their customers. A lot of people still liked regular Pepsi and to this day still like regular Pepsi. And now they have a new product for those people like me who like vanilla-based sodas. So it's a new flavor that deserves to exist next to their existing offerings. Now relate this to your show. If you want to talk about something that's different from what you already have been discussing in your podcast, or it's different from the promises that you've made to your audience, or those expectations that you've given your audience for what you would be talking about, you should probably launch a new show that will appeal then to different people. Yes, there will be some crossover. Some of your audience will be very interested to go over to that other show as well, just because they enjoy listening to you. They enjoy your perspective. They enjoy you. They feel like they know you. I've done that. I've followed other podcasters to new shows, and I know my audience has done that as well. We have a clean comedy podcast on the Noodle Mix Network, and I am the main host of that. It's called The Ramen Noodle. It's actually my first podcast, but people found us through that podcast and then started watching the TV show Once Upon a Time simply because we do a podcast about that TV show. So they became fans of the TV show because we were fans and because we have a podcast about that other TV show. So they wanted to follow us where we went. That doesn't mean that we should have started talking about Once Upon a Time in every episode of our comedy podcast. It was a completely different podcast, completely different topic, appealing to completely different people, but there is some crossover. Let me bring this to using the Audacity to Podcast for an example. I here and there talk about Apple products, and I certainly am a fan of many of the Apple products, and I'm quickly turning into an Apple family, and I'm converting much of my family to Apple products, but I am not an Apple fanboy, so please do not accuse me of being such. But If I decided that I'm such a big fan of Apple products, and I want to talk about Apple products a lot in the Audacity to Podcast, and such topics and discussions are not related to podcasting, but I start focusing on them episode after episode of the Audacity to Podcast, then what I'm doing is essentially lying to you about what you can expect from my podcast. Because you come to the Audacity to Podcast to learn about podcasting. Yes, you learn other things along the way. Sure, you learn about an Apple product. Sure, you learn about how an iOS update will affect podcasters. Sure, you learn about business ideas or copyright principles or things like that. But they're all related to podcasting. But if I start going on these tangents to talk about my love for a particular Apple product, and I don't relate it back to podcasting, then I'm giving you content that you didn't expect. Maybe even content that you didn't want. So because of that passion I may have for that other topic, it might be better, and I would say actually would be much better for me to launch a completely separate show for that topic and then make that show appeal to a different audience. And then here in the Audacity to Podcast, I could say, I'm launching a new show where I get to talk about my passion for Apple products and listen to this new show where you can hear me rave about this. It's okay to cross-promote it like that. But then I have a separate place to focus on that topic. And I can send you there if you want more on that topic. Whereas here in the Audacity to Podcast, I would continue to keep my promise about what kind of information I would be sharing with you and how things would relate to you. Sure, some of the times that I talk about Apple products might not relate to you because maybe you use an Android device or Blackberry or a Windows phone or something else, but it's still related to podcasting and it's that podcasting aspect that you're most interested in and that's why you probably listen to the Audacity podcast. So if you're going to launch a new show, that does mean creating a new RSS feed, new podcast cover art, submitting a new show to iTunes, and thus new ranking, new reviews, and maybe even a new website for that new podcast if the new show is not relevant to your existing audience. Here's another example from uh, Noodle Mix Network and from my own podcasting. We do this podcast about the TV show Once Upon a Time at com. The show runners made a spinoff show called Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. So we knew that appealed to the same audience, but we also knew we couldn't assume that everyone who watches Once Upon a Time will also watch the spinoff show. So what we did is we created a spinoff podcast that we called Wonderland Podcast, and it was all about Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. But we hosted it on the same site because yes, it does appeal to the same audience, but we weren't going to force our existing audience to get content that they wouldn't be as interested in. Here are some things to keep in mind if you decide that you need to launch a new show to cover that completely different topic for a completely different audience. Keep your old show. If you decide to start talking about different stuff, I really recommend that you keep your old show separate from the new one, and keep the old show online as long as possible. That Yes, that may mean continuing to pay hosting fees or keeping a website online or a domain or something like that. There are ways that you can consolidate those expenses or merge some of that together to some extent. But the big benefit to keeping your old show separate and keeping it online is that people will continue to find you through that old content especially if it's timeless content or they hear someone else recommend it and they go and check it out and they really enjoy it. And even more importantly is that you can then continue to give value through all of the hard work and content that you've put out and people can continue to benefit from that value even if you stop doing that old show. But by your leaving it online and separate from your new show, people can still receive that value. Next, when you're launching a new show, I really recommend that you not force your new show on your existing audience. I think it's quite unethical if you change your existing show but keep the same RSS feed. Yes, that means that your quote new show, unquote, will carry over all of those subscribers. But this was really kind of a form of stealing from yourself by forcing people to get content they may not want. If I change the Audacity to podcast to Daniel J. Lewis's podcast about Apple products, I'm forcing that down your throat, down your ears, more literally. And a decision like that, changing the show, changing the branding, changing the focus, but keeping the RSS feed and stealing my audience is a decision that, to me it seems like it's motivated by greed and laziness, not by generosity and wanting to continue to give value to you, the audience. Yes, starting a new show means starting out with no audience. We all start with no audience. But think of the benefits of starting a new show. You can leverage your existing audience to make the launch of the new show even better. And because If you're launching a second show or a new show and you're retiring the old one, you probably have some more advanced experience than when you first launched your show in the very first place. So that new show could then greatly benefit from being featured as a new show. And yes, this does include – Dave Jackson, please grab your vomit bucket – iTunes new and noteworthy. It can be a benefit – When you have something great to offer when your show is new and noteworthy, or it can be of great benefit when you're leveraging your existing audience for something new. It's great to make a big splash, so to speak, with the launch of a new show, and you can do that when you're leveraging your existing audience to launch something new. But if instead you are forcing your new show down the ears of your existing audience there's no splash, Captain. There's no big wave you can make with your launch. There's very little opportunity for you to be featured because who wants to say, oh, such and such podcast is now rebranded as such and such. It's not as interesting. It's much more interesting to say so-and-so host of this podcast launches new podcast to focus on this. That's a lot more interesting. That's a lot more noteworthy to be new and to have something new than forcing something new down everyone's ears. So I really recommend that you not force your new show down your existing audience's ears. Start a new RSS feed. Start a new show. And a big benefit to this is my next point here is it gives you a sharp focus on that new content. With a new show, dedicated to your new message, that new show can focus on being optimized for that specific content. So if people binge consume your entire archive of that new show, they'll receive entirely relevant content and they'll be more likely to stay and more likely to become fans of that show. Let's go back to my example of the Audacity podcast. If I change this to the Daniel J. Lewis talks about Apple products show... And I attract a new audience coming for that. Then they might binge listen or download even episodes from only a couple weeks ago. And then they discover I'm talking about podcasting. Wait, I thought this was a podcast about Apple products, not a podcast about podcasting. I, I want the Apple products. See, it causes some confusion and it presents some irrelevant content. And yes, I know it means your audience could get exposed to that other content that they might also be interested in. But that's taking the billboard approach, where yes, someone driving past a billboard out there does need what that billboard has. But the majority of people driving past the billboard could not care less about what the billboard says. It's completely irrelevant to them. So it's very important for you to maintain that relevance and keep that sharp focus on that new content. Your website, your branding, your episodes, your reviews, and much more as part of that new podcast, will then all be focused on the content of the new show. There will be no confusion, no deception, and no dashed hopes. With my Clean Comedy podcast, I had the opportunity several years ago to take over the Christian Comedy podcast. So I got the domain from that and I redirected the RSS feed to the Ramen Noodle. Now I had a choice. In iTunes then, because all of the iTunes information pulls from the RSS feed, And now the RSS feed was pulling from the Ramen Noodle. In iTunes, there were two listings for the Ramen Noodle. There was my original listing for the Ramen Noodle that had reviews about the Ramen Noodle, reviews that mentioned me and my co-host, reviews that were 100% relevant to the show that we were hosting. And then there was this other podcast that I had acquired through the domain, and now it was being called the Ramen Noodle in iTunes as well. But it had... I think five or six times as many reviews as we had. It ranked much better in iTunes because of the total lifetime subscriptions that it had. So I had a hard choice. I could keep only the iTunes listing I created or I could essentially steal the iTunes listing that I acquired because it has all of these great five-star reviews. It ranks really well because of its total lifetime subscriptions and all of that. But that's where the thing about deceiving your audience and stealing from yourself comes in. And all of those reviews were about a different show, not about the ramen noodle. So it really wouldn't make sense for me to steal all of those reviews for a completely different podcast and apply them to my podcast. It's very unethical. It's very greedy. It's very lazy. It's not at all generous and it's not at all relevant to the same podcast. So if you launch a new show, it gives you that opportunity to segment everything for that new show. Thus, no confusion, no deception, no dashed hopes. Every review will be about that new show, not the old show that you hosted, but the new show. And there might even be some reviews where people might say something like, I listened to his old show and that was pretty good. Now I'm listening to this new show and I love the new show. But then if you stole from yourself and forced your new show down your audience's ears, then people would have to update the reviews. Then you lose that old great value in your other reviews and the nice things that people said about that show you used to host but now you're forcing them to get your new show it gets messy it gets confusing you run into dashing people's hopes and in many ways i would call it deception greed and laziness and that's what i think of it And I'm not targeting one specific person right now, by the way. If you're listening and you have done something like this, I am not saying this specifically about you. These are my thoughts in general on this. So if you're going to launch a new show, I highly recommend that you keep your old show online and separate from the new show. Don't force your new show on your pre-existing audience, but do leverage your existing audience to launch the new show and use that new show to have a sharp focus on new content. There will be the exceptions to this, of course, and you need to consider these things very carefully because I think some of this is not only a marketing decision, but it is an ethics decision. There will be those times, though, that you kind of need both. You need a hybrid between these two things, between rebranding your show and launching a new show. This could be from those times where maybe you've drifted from your promised content, or maybe you weren't clear on your promises or what kind of content you'd be talking about in the first place with your podcast. For example, I could start the Daniel J. Lewis show to talk about whatever I feel like. And at some point, I may realize that I have a lot to say about the same couple topics. Thus, I may rebrand the Daniel J. Lewis show to better communicate what I primarily talk about in that show. And then I launch a new show to address the other recurring topic in a more focused way. So the Daniel J. Lewis show might start out talking about entrepreneurship and family and uh, social media tools and Apple products. But then I realize I really have a lot to say about these couple things. How about I focus in so that Daniel J. Lewis show will focus on my entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship tips because I am an entrepreneur? Meanwhile, I'll start this other show that will focus on my love for Apple products. Or it could be vice versa. But I'm splitting things off. I'm doing a spinoff. I'm not forcing one kind of content down your ears. But I'm leveraging the platform I already have, splitting things off and getting more focused. Then these two shows can cross promote each other. And I can mention in my one show, I say, Oh, I'm really excited about this Apple product. But if you want to know more about that, then go listen to my other podcast. So see what I did is I did let you know about it. I told you there's something I'm excited about, but I didn't have to bring that content into that show. I tell you to go listen to the other show for that content. And thus I've leveraged one audience to help build another audience. This doesn't mean that you have to do twice the work either. It could be that you do an equal split between the two shows. Maybe your show was previously an hour long, but now if you're going to do two separate shows, maybe you decide each show will be 30 minutes. But each show, even though it's shorter, is more niched down and focused on those niches and thus much more valuable to you and much more valuable to your audience. Because your audience will know, I subscribe to this show for this topic. I subscribe to that show for that topic. And that's exactly what they get from those shows. So think about these things. When it's time for you to rebrand your existing podcast, because you're covering the same topic and you want to reach that same audience. Or maybe you want to launch a new show because you're addressing a new topic and you want to reach a different audience. Or maybe there are those times to do a hybrid and both rebrand your existing show and launch a new show. I'd love your thoughts and feedback on this discussion and maybe your own experience or what you think of other podcasts that you've seen do this, especially podcasts that you may listen to that did one of these things. What did you think about that? Please share your stories in the comments for this episode number two hundred and sixty eight by going to the audacity dot com slash rebrand and i'd love to hear your feedback and what you think about this information I shared that 's it the audacity dot com slash rebrand. I was recently on a couple episodes of podcaster's Roundtable, and we had some really good conversations. One was about pod fading. That is the kind of unintentional fading away of your podcast where it just slowly dies. And then the other one was a fun conversation about what could podcasting be doing better. So I've got links to both of these episodes in the show notes for this at com slash rebrand. That's also where you can go to find my contact information. If you would like to hire me to help you launch or improve your own podcast, or you want to check out some of the other products and services I offer, or send me questions or give me feedback about the podcast, I welcome it all and try to respond as often as I can. That's all in the show notes for this episode at com slash rebrand. I'm looking forward to speaking at Podcast Movement in July, and if you'd like to register for that, then go to PodcastMovement.com and use promo code SOCIETY, and I hope to see you there. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the AudacityToPodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. And speaking of the podcast awards, we are still waiting to hear what podcasts have made the finalist positions. So if you would like to support us or some of our friends in the podcast awards, please go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards, and we'll let you know what podcasts that you can vote for to support us as well as what podcasts we're voting for if you'd like some suggestions and please join the reminder email list over there where we will send you regular emails to remind you to vote when the voting starts that's at noodle.mx slash podcast awards the audacity to podcast is also a proud member of the tech podcast network if it's tech it's here find more at techpodcasts.com.